everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Dependent Agent. My name is Christy Gessler and coming to you today to start uh, giving you some insight into the name behind The Dependent Agent. So for those of you that have been with me on this journey so far, we're um, several episodes into the story of my background and what led me to this point. And so whether you've listened to all of that or not, which of course I highly recommend you stop this podcast and go back and listen to all of those first and get up to speed. And then maybe this one will make a little bit more sense, but um, nonetheless, keep listening no matter what. But um, we, when I, when I started to formulate this name of the dependent agent and what it was going to mean to me when I was trying to figure out the, um, what this meant to me as a professional to try to weave in my story and uh, what led me up to this point and how I could start to define that a little bit. And that was all part of my therapy. And, and coming up with the name, The Dependent Agent, was a real labor of love that I went through, and I'd like to share that story with you. So many, many months ago, I realized that I had a golden opportunity here to uh, as a fairly high-profile broker in the Austin, Texas real estate market, that I was going to be able to somewhat be the voice of addiction and recovery in real estate and that you can still identify problems and struggles that you're having and the stressors that this business brings in and you can still come out ahead. No matter sometimes how many people want to keep you down, you can come out ahead. And so I thought, well, what more powerful way to start to share that. Number one is through podcasting and through sharing my story and opening up that conversation through our community. But to also start to understand a little bit about why I landed where I find myself today. And so when I was formulating the podcast, the dependent agent initially meant several things to me. And I have a big habit of trying to find other meanings within things in my life. And I take a lot of value in memories like that. And so um, I remember and, and knowing very well that uh, our income as a real estate professional is 100% dependent on the actions of others. You are dependent on a client or a customer saying yes to you and actually even just will be willing to accept your call or answer you in an email or respond to a text. You are just hoping that you are dependent on the fact that somebody answers you. And then you are dependent on them liking you to the degree that they want to entrust you with the biggest purchase of their lives. And truly an experience that changes everyone's life that goes through home buying and selling no matter what. So now you have to get to the point and you're dependent on them saying yes to you being that trusted professional that's going to see them through this, this huge, wonderful endeavor. So you're dependent on that process working. You're dependent on your education then. You're dependent on the way that you have trained yourself and the preparedness you have undergone to be ready to serve that client. And we all have mandatory continuing education in our industry. I'm always impressed by those agents that go above and beyond. I have a law enforcement background and training is everything. And you will perform when you have trained well. And so that's what I see agents doing when they're out there getting educated. So they are then dependent on the quality of the education that they're receiving 
to be able to service this client that has finally said yes to them for business. And so now we're dependent on everyone else in a real estate transaction doing their job so that we all can reach that final goal of closing on that property for that client. So you're dependent on a title company knowing their job and doing it well and charging a fair fee and getting the, the business handled and the, and the deed transferred. You're dependent on a loan officer coming in and doing a great job and vetting out your client and getting their finances in order and making that process all go smoothly and hopefully wrapped up with a big red bow at the end. You're dependent on a survey company doing their job. You're dependent on a, a home inspector coming into a property and not blowing the deal because he got a buyer nervous about a particular property and its condition. So you're dependent on that. Uh, and, and all of these things are out of your control. 100% out of your control. I have a funny saying that I've always shared in real estate as a broker. It's probably my best advice I think I could give anybody. And that is this job would be so much easier if it weren't for the people in it. That's my opinion. Take it for what it is. But we are dependent on the actions of so many others to make our job to come to fruition. And ultimately then to put food on the table for our families and pay our bills and maybe be able to afford a decent suit so we look good when we go out to meet a client and maybe be able to afford to drive a decent vehicle so that we don't pull up in, in an old vehicle. And I know plenty of realtors that have had appointments and they have gone and rented a car just for that appointment so they can drive up and look honorable and respectful and successful and all that good stuff. And that is not the car they drive, but they'll do it because image and reputation is everything. I'm going to touch on that in just a moment. So again, we're dependent on all these people making sure that this deal comes together, making sure that everybody is profoundly happy all along the way, that we are, uh, you know, that every, every box is being checked and T is crossed and I is dotted. And then lo and behold, we find out that we have a closing scheduled and everything is actually coming together. And oh my goodness, we have a payday coming. Well, then what happens if something goes wrong and one of these people goes out and buys a truck right before closing or opens up a Target credit card and it screws up their their finances. And, and lo and behold, you've put in sometimes months worth of work and there is no paycheck waiting for you. And your broker's not going to come back to you and say, you know, you really worked your tail off. Here's some consolation money. Um, if you've got a broker that does that, that's, that's rare and that's amazing. But it doesn't happen normally. So, um, you know, everyone's going to feel sorry for you and they're going to rub your back. And typically they're probably going to want to console you by taking you out for drinks. That's probably not the best place for you to go after you've just lost tens of thousands of dollars potentially in commission. Um, it's probably not the best idea for you to go and, and console your, your uh, wounded everything at that point in alcohol. And it's plenty of what I did, no doubt about it, because it was cool to do. Talked about image and reputation. It was cool to go out and drown your sorrows after you lost a big deal. Fact of the matter is you were going to be broken hungry then for the next three months because you lost that deal. And the problem is you were dependent on that deal so much so that you forsake a lot of other things you were supposed to be doing and lead generating and all these other activities to try to fill that pipeline. So if this deal busted, you'd have more in the pipeline. But you were so dependent on that one deal closing and funding that you put all your energy into that and, and made sure that you tried to keep all of these people in line and it just didn't work. And now you have nothing else to show for it. 
there's the true life of a realtor for those of you that might not know the the gritty side of the business so now we're dependent on on uh, that for our source of income that that's uh, rife with strife and stress I would say so uh, we're dependent on that you know we're, we're an agent of someone else we are an agent of a broker we are the agent of a client we are the fiduciary of that person and we are in a in a very authoritative position so not only are we dependent on them but then we are their agent and it's looked upon that we have to be all of that and then some to them and we have to be perfectly legally compliant and we have to be uh johnny on the spot and an excellent communicator and you know that, that we have to perform our agency duties at a very very high level but we're still acting on behalf of others as well so every agent that joins real estate unless you are an employee you sign an independent contractor agreement and even though you're independent you are dependent on a lot of things and a partnership with your broker uh, and until you become a broker and, and are ready to open up your own firm and take that leap you are you are bound to another person so even though you are an independent contractor you are not and i'm speaking in the state of texas but it's true in many states because of the way agency is established so it is a, a very odd mix between dependency and independency and and you are independent contractor you are you are there to make your own business make your way boy brand yourself go out there and and make your little niche and and own your own business oh but you're dependent upon the real estate commission and the actions of your broker and um the actions of your clients and everybody else so in my thought process and in my therapy coming forward with this podcast to bring to you, I then realized that that dependency on that volatility led me to a profound dependency on alcohol that I didn't realize had made the leap quite so profoundly. You heard through the other episodes that it damn near destroyed me. The volatility um, fueled my own anxieties and issues that I had because of things in my personal life. I know that, but this business fueled a, a deep um, volatility in my, in my demeanor, in my head. It, it, I always had voices in my head, not necessarily those kinds of voices. Sometimes they were those kinds of voices, not always. Uh, but there was always chatter in my head of things that I had to do. And the only way I quieted that chatter with things I had to do was through alcohol. I medicated my way through it, and it was a disaster. So I hope in this uh, understanding description, you you can see where I came up with the name, the dependent agent. Um, it's got a lot of meaning. It's got a lot of um, underlying meanings that I hope will continue in our conversation through the community. So as you um, think more about why this podcast exists, I want you to reach out to me on my website, thedependentagent.com. Interact on Facebook, Instagram, all sorts of social media. I would love to hear from you guys. Um, we've got some other fun events coming up in the near future, so check the website for that information as well. Um, but, but thank you, and thank you for an understanding of the name, The Dependent Agent. Y'all take care.